Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are here to recap the week's nerdy news, or the last two weeks of nerdy news, uh, from the Bad Batch Season 2 to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and everywhere in, be- in between. That's right. Happy New Year. We are back on January 1st, recording Sunday night, ready to jump into 2023 with all of you. And yes, we'll be covering everything that happens in January, like the Bad Batch Season 2, to the, everything that's going to be happening in December of 2023, like Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We are here. My name is Mike Gibson. With me, as always, is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, Mike, I don't know how eventful your New Year's was, but I spent mine watching the much maligned by this podcast, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, under, uh, I guess, under suggestion from a good friend who may or may not be on this podcast to <laughs> give another shot, see what happens. <laughs> Uh, I believe you have yeah. come to terms with the movie at this point uh, to a degree. As of my most recent watch, which was within the past week, within the past week, I watched all three uh, movies in the sequel, Star Wars sequel trilogy, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. And I don't know, I was just, you know, we've talked about before how like, you know, those couple years, those few years when Star Wars movies were coming out at Christmas time was like enough to cement my, um, like, to me star wars just kind of feels like christmas or when it's christmas time i'm in the mood for star wars like it's just like that wasn't it was enough for me to like feel that way moving forward so um i started getting the itch to watch the sequel trilogy again and yeah force awakens that's for me that's easy street no problem with force awakens well traditionally force awakens while it may be slightly wrote is it's a good movie like yeah, I was going to ask you your, your thoughts on Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's not an A plus. Like they they re- rehashed a good chunk of the original thing, but the, I sure. get it. Like I get why they did it. Yeah. Get you back into it. Get everyone back in the twenty plus year dearth of Star Wars that we had, and go from right. there. Yeah, you establish like a new feel, a new energy, like right. that. Like the energy of that movie is just top tier. Like it's, I feel like it really crushes. Uh, uh, it's got a good feel to it, you know. One of my um, favorite Williams scores, too. Yeah, a really great score. And some really great action scenes. Like that sequence where Ray is flying the Millennium Falcon through the, through destroyed the Star Destroyer. Yep. Man, that is awesome. So cool. Um, so I watched Last Jedi, which is a movie that I've always been kind of 50-50 on. Like there's some stuff that I... And when I first saw it, I was very mixed on it. Yeah. And then I came to terms with some of it. Started have come to terms with some more of it and i settled on like you know there's some stuff i really love and there's some stuff that i just don't doesn't work for me at all um but as we've said before on this podcast so this is a huge tangent that we're talking about star wars movies up front i just realized this is like way off the rails but um uh i i we've talked about before that this is with a lot of fandoms but star wars in particular i feel because star wars is Unlike most other fandoms where there is no source material, like the movies, the shows, those are, that's the source material. They're not adapting existing stories from books or anything like that. They are creating the canon through the films. They're not like, not based on comics, not based on novels. It's like just, this is what happened. So 
if anyone doesn't, if you don't like a Star Wars movie, it's most likely because it doesn't live up to your own personal expectations of what you wanted to happen in that Star Wars movie. And that is a real big reason why a lot of people, one, don't like the prequels, but also why a lot of people don't like The Last Jedi because Ryan Johnson seemingly had a mission, the writer-director of that movie, to undermine expectations I was going to say, Subversion turn. of Expectations is the, the name of that movie. Yes. And um, in all honesty, like, in, it, like you said, it's a very mixed bag from a lot of people. Like, it worked for yeah. me. Like, it worked very mm-hmm. well for me. I could totally see, like, the. I feel like the biggest thing that people have a problem with with that movie, or one of the biggest things, is what they did with Luke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what Johnson did was make Luke human. Like, yeah. yes, he's a Jedi Master, but he's not infallible. Yeah. And he can get yes. inside his own head, and here we are. Dude, and that, I think, is what got me to where I am today, because speaking into this microphone right now, and again, <laughs> I can't say this wouldn't change a month from now, oh, yeah. if I rewatch The Last Jedi or think about it again. Right now, speaking to this microphone, I have completely come to terms with The Last Jedi, and I think that it is an incredible movie. Yeah. And I've come to terms with, because you have to battle, like, I feel like because of those expectations from a lot of our fans, or a lot of Star Wars fans are so high and so varied, it's a lot of work to come to terms with this is actually what happened. Even though you don't think it's what should have happened, that's too bad. It's like life. This is what happened. Somehow Palpatine returned. It just happened. That's right. what it, That's the story. Mm-hmm. I know it's not what you wanted, but that's the story. So once you can accept, yep, that's just what happened. It's way easier to enjoy those movies. And I think I'm at a place with Last Jedi where I think it is an incredible film. I think it's the best. I, even when I was 50-50 on it, I would tell you I think it's the best looking Star Wars movie. It is gorgeous. It's that yeah, movie it is shot incredibly, incredibly well, shot. well. And it's funny because some of the some of the scenes that are the most well shot and the most beautiful parts of it are also some of the ones that are the most cuttable. Like any sure. of the Canto Bite stuff, any of the five year like the five year chase in that, it's fucking beautiful. Like I, I yeah. love watching it. It doesn't really do a whole lot for See, the movie. <laughs> this time, this time, I you know keep keep watching it, dude. Yeah. That's what I'll say to any anybody that has mixed feelings about these movies. Just oh, keep yeah. watching them. Just keep watching them and accept that that's just what happened. And then oh, like eventually you forget your in. headcanon, you forget what you wanted to have happened, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, this is just the story. Well, and that's when I went into Last Jedi. I it was one of the first movies I came out of, like literally thinking, I don't know what I thought about this movie. Yeah, same. Same. And then I went and saw it again, and I was like, "Oh no, I, I, I'm all in on this one." Yeah, yeah. It, well, like here's here's what I came to, and I thought I had had I, the parts of the Last Jedi that I thought I had made peace with, peace with, was all the Luke stuff. Yeah, because that was what you know bugged me a little bit when I, the first time I saw it, because it just wasn't what I wanted for my childhood hero, Luke Skywalker, which is so. What, so many people that hate this movie, that's what their hang-up is. is right, they want 100%. Luke to come back and be like a hero that's going to be able to do everything. Um, but of like to me, I've thought about it so much. Even when I'm not watching it, sometimes I am thinking about like Star Wars canon and like making connections and you know because I just love it. So I think I'm, about it. I'm all not the, time. the only one that does that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but like you know, Steve, answer me this question. Who granted Luke Skywalker the rank of Jedi Master? Uh, himself? Yeah. Nobody. There ain't no one Who, else. Like, did he complete the trials or whatever that was sacred from the council to become, to stop being an apprentice? And because, he, was he ever an apprentice? 
he did if, he complete the trials to become a Jedi Master? If I remember, I believe he would have been just going back on what happened in the movies when Yoda says to him uh, that you know you must face Vader, then a Jedi will you be? No more training will you require. Right. Yes, that like that's his knighting. That's not a master. Yes, but like no. he, he's definitely a knight. And then it's like, okay, well, he's the only one. I guess he's kind of. Right. <laughs> that's what you get. But if like, you, if that, how many how many holocrowns did he find? Where did he like what what happened? Yeah. <laughs> if you go back to the prequels, they're pretty strict. Like they're not even granting Anakin the rank of master. They're strict upon who and they grant the rank of master Samuel to. And he's Jackson's like, but I completed all the trials. I right. you know, and whatever Luke did to let Yoda say, you know, that you know more training do you require? They were not the trials that they were holding Jedi to, you know, 20 years right. previously. So, like, if you take that into account, it's really just that he and they they kind of make a point of this in The Last Jedi. Luke just believed his own hype. Like, yo, I just saved the galaxy twice. Right. I blew up the Death Star and I saved my own father and I just, you know, helped destroy the Emperor. I am Luke goddamn Skywalker and right. I'm going to I'm going to restart the Jedi Order like he believed his own hype. And that's what he says in The Last Jedi. It's like, because I was Luke Skywalker, and I thought that I could blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes total oh, sense. 100%. makes perfect sense that he's just high on himself, thinks he can restart this whole ancient religion, and he screws up. Yeah. Because and, he I doesn't mean, have the training that you know he would me, have like, if he was You a know child. I'm a huge EU fan from like the old expanded universe. Yeah. Luke, Luke in the old expanded universe was, he was a god. Like, literally got to the point <laughs> yeah. where he was fighting a force god. Right. And it's like, okay. Like, in hindsight, I get why people want him to go the direction of, like, omnipresent Jedi Master yeah. or whatever. Like, no. Right. I almost... It's almost... It, to me, it's it's almost or more badass that he realizes his faults and ends up, like, actually confronting and saving effectively saving the galaxy once again yeah. by getting them out of that jam by force projecting himself from god knows where to well from uh octo, octo. to uh great great there we go uh i was like storms <laughs> of shit what's that book yeah. um <laughs> so uh yeah i i mean it's well because because he knows like he he sees ray coming to him and being like oh this is just another person that believes in the hype of Luke Skywalker. And right. I know what happens when you, you know, blindly believe in the legend and the hype of Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I know that I'm a failure and that I did fail when I was riding high on myself there. If this is, this person's expecting this from me, I know personally, I cannot deliver on this, but then he figures out a way to be the legend to, yeah. To create the hype, the legend that they need at that moment. And Steve, I gotta say, thinking about it, watching the three in a row, I kind of like one. I like the Rise of Skywalker more than I did ever right. after I just rewatched it, and it was kind of like a thing where it's like, this is I just this is just what happened. I don't think I think it's dumb and it doesn't make sense and it's confusing, and it's not told particularly well and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but this is just, it's just what happened. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. This is what happened. So I'm going to enjoy this movie. A lot of people prob have problems with, they send out a distress signal at the end of last Jedi. Nobody comes. They send out a distress si signal at the end of rise of Skywalker. Everybody comes. Right. Because Luke 
started the hype again. Like oh, yeah. that you see Broom Kid talking about Luke Skywalker face this whole like he's they yeah. that axe not only did it save the resistance, but it also, like they say a million times in Last Jedi, lit the, was the spark that lit, lit the, the fire, fire that began the rebellion. Yep. So like that to me justifies why all those ships show up at the end because of Luke's sacrifice at the end of Last Jedi. And they don't specifically draw that line, but it is there for well, sure. It's funny because actually this week I read an interview with Ryan Johnson. Where oh he yeah, was he's talking. been because he's doing press for Glass Onion, which right. is a great movie, by the way. Check I out Glass Onion yet. if you haven't yet. Yeah. Um, I did finally see Fallout, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you have a free weekend to yourself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, the whole like the the interview was basically like talking him talking about what he did in a bunch of films, but brought up Last Jedi and the ending of it. And he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to like I wanted to include that specifically yeah. because like that whole scene with Broom Kid just was what he felt needed to be done of expanding yeah. it and like." having other people feed into the hype and lo and behold, one of the kids is force sensitive and you know, right. you're, yeah, it, it was, he, he purposefully put that in and like, was like, this is the one scene that I needed to have in. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. I read, I don't know if it was the same interview. I read a similar interview with him or an excerpt from an interview with him where he talked about the ending and how he didn't want it. He wanted it to feel, he wanted it to feel like an ending and did not want to feel, didn't want it to feel like, okay, here's all these threads that the next guy has to clean up. Like, he wanted to make a movie that kind of works on its own, and it more or less does. As we know, the next guy didn't clean anything up. So. <laughs> he kind of fumbled that ball yeah. a little bit, yeah. Um, and it's, like, again, I told you that I enjoy, like, for what it was worth, I enjoyed watching Rise of Skywalker, but it's still, if there's one thing that drives me crazy, it's that they didn't, they did not use the thread of yeah. Broom Kid moving forward like that's such a perfect ending to last jedi and they just do nothing with it <laughs> at all in rise of skywalker but um but yeah i was able to forgive rise of skywalker again i i said this to steve right before we started that i kind of i'm just i put it in the category of the prequels now where it's like it's just the story it's just what happened it's not a particularly good movie there's you know it like i said it fumbles the ball a little bit but there's some cool stuff there um like yo i got that scene where ray cuts off the wing of Kylo's TIE fighter with a lightsaber by yeah. flip. That is the coolest thing. It's just the coolest thing ever. I don't care who you are. If you don't think that's cool, you're an idiot. Like that is the coolest thing. I'm shocked that it took us this long to see that, to yep. be honest with you, but I want to see it so many more times. It's just the coolest thing. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, this, it's a, this is an enjoyable movie from that scene alone. Oh like, yeah. The visuals were, in that movie are great. Having rewatched it, there were plenty of like, plenty of enjoyable parts i don't like how finn and poe were reduced to slapstick like slapstick yeah. duo yeah i mean we have our two and three po for that <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah i, I mean, mean speaking overall, of things that could have been cut out they could have really streamlined that there's way too many like MacGuffins in that movie like we oh, got to do this now now that we did this it takes us to this and now this will take us to this and this right. will take us to this and it's like whoa now man we, we would have missed Bob one of Frick one of these things could have been an entire movie yeah <laughs> like, it's all right um we we don't want to miss Babu Frick though, <laughs> all nine inches tall of him apparently. Uh, love Babu Frick, so all day and night love Babu. And C three PO is hilarious in that movie too. Oh, he's yeah. great. It's in one of his best performances, hands yeah. down. And that's yeah. you know Anthony Daniels still in the suit somehow. Yep, still so. in there, crushing it. 
So yeah, um, now that we anyway, uh, so it, you know what sent me off that because I was going to hold on to that, and then when <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, you jumped right in. Oh, when Happy you, New Year, by the way. Yeah, you mentioned Bad Batch <laughs> season two, and I was like, screw it, we're in Star Wars territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of the first thing that's coming out in the year and the last thing that's coming out in the year. Those are the things that I, I know. But Well, I, I do keep, know the one of the next things that's coming out in the year, uh, and that would be the trailer for The Flash. That's right. Yes. We uh, start kicking this uh, rundown off proper. Thanks for indulging us by <laughs> listening to a 10 to 15 minute uh, uh, diatribe. 16 minute and 30 second diatribe Wars, on Star Wars, sir. <laughs> Star Wars Secret <laughs> Trilogy. Um. We're back. Uh, Steve, this is the first, uh, you know, and also thank you for granting us a week off uh, for the holidays. Um, people listening or watching, I have to say, um, I really enjoyed uh, my time off. And I got to say, this is the first creative thing I have done in uh, two weeks, probably, <laughs> since the last time we oh, did this podcast. I, don't, I haven't even, I don't think I've played guitar in the last two weeks. Like, oh, I don't wow. think I've done a thing besides I've read some stuff, but I haven't done anything of my own projects. It's been wonderful, to be honest with you. Nice little break. I, it, well, well actually, now that you say that, the only thing I think I've done creatively was to uh, come up with more shit for your D and D campaign. So, oh, awesome! There you go. Can't wait. Perfect. Um, well, we are diving into this week's rundown now properly with our recurring segment of Flash Watch. Um, as Steve mentioned, the next trailer for the Flash will be. Uh, debuting during the Super Bowl, February 12th uh, Super Bowl. Um, apparently, it's the first time that Warner Brothers has put a trailer out during the Super Bowl in like six years or something. Like, it's been a while hmm. since uh, Warner Brothers has ponied up for a Super Bowl spot, which again tells me that they really believe in this movie and they really believe this movie is great, which is what I've heard the entire time. Like, behind all the Ezra Miller drama and all the other delays and crazy shit that's been going on with this movie forever the one thing i keep hearing is this is a great movie <laughs> it's really good it's really really good so clearly that has not changed yeah when you hear the behind the scenes rumblings like that it's like usually i mean the the last last thing i can think about was what kind of forever where you heard that yeah of like sure you know it wasn't wasn't like kugler was coming out saying it because he's got to you know hold the whole pat yeah. but there yeah. were a lot of people that had seen advanced screenings or whatever, like worked on it or had connections that were like, no, this is going to be a really, really good movie. Lo and behold, yeah. here we are. Here we are. And now we get another um, one, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but we did get a report a few weeks ago. I think it was the episode that I did by myself where they talked about how it was reported that The Flash is still an unlocked picture. Uh that it's not quite done. And I got to imagine at this point that we're talking post credit scene or something the minimal because um, we're getting there. And I can't say, I mean, we don't know if it's locked or not yet. I don't know that they would even report that if it, if the status of it changed, but I think it's possible. I don't, I think in that same episode, I talked about how it, I think it's still possible that they might move this movie. And I guess we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, we're going to go into we didn't get a ton more information about the the James Gunn and Peter Safran plan their slate moving forward but we did get a little bit so I wanted to do a quick kind of rundown of what we know and what we don't know regarding the future of DC underneath James Gunn and Peter Safran's guidance 
so for anyone listening, we needed a successor to Flash Watch when the Flash actually goes live. So now we have Gun Saffron Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or we'll pick another. If there's another, if there's ever another after June, whatever, when the Flash is supposed to come out, if there's ever like a troubled production, we'll like always <laughs> yeah. kind of have a recurring thing. Yeah, we keep talking about these same things. You brought it up before the pod. We keep talking about these two things for two very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, the Flash because it's been marred in such craziness for so long. Yeah. But the gun and saffron stuff is just that we're excited about. We don't we don't know what's going to happen and we're excited about it and little nuggets of information keep getting dropped, so it's worth reporting and we're like, "Hey, new year, let's kind of circle the wagons and figure out what we know and what we don't know regarding their plan." One thing that we know, we know this. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Blue Beetle, The Flash, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will still be released in 2023. These are movies that are going to be coming out. Now, a lot of people I've heard questioning, okay, well, if you're just rebooting the entire universe, then why do I care about these movies? And there's a couple answers to that. One, something we don't know, honestly, and we, at the last few episodes, we were talking about this as if it was true, and I kind of thought about it. Steve, we don't know that he's de- re- rebooting the entire universe. We don't know that yet. Right. We, we know that a few key roles are going to be recast, but we don't know if he's, it's a full re- reboot. We don't know what's going to happen. So we also don't know if any of these movies that are coming out are going to tie in or lead into their new slate or their new direction for the DCU. Um, you know, we've heard rumors that Jason Momoa is done as Aquaman and is going to be Lobo in their version of the DCU moving forward. It's been highly speculated that Ezra Miller is not going to continue um, on as the Flash after their troubled 2022. So we don't know. But the Flash, like we're talking about how it's an unlocked unlocked picture, it's possible that they could be doing some kind of post-credit scene Flash multiversal thing to like smooth some kind of transition if they have that planned out. Like they still have time. Like it's not coming out until June. Yeah. If they can solidify some stuff now, and I we know that they've been making calls and talking to people for at least a month, because you know we we've heard that they've talked to Cavill, we've heard that they've talked to The Rock, we've heard that they've talked to Ben Affleck. You know, like they're making calls, they're talking. There's still time for them to film something that makes the flat. You know, the Flash comes back from whatever dimension, and he rewrites the universe, and all all of a sudden it's wildly different. And here's the new direction. It's possible. Will they bother doing that? I don't know. So one reason to see these movies is because we don't know if they're going to continue on or not. The other reason is just like, who cares? Don't you want to just see a good movie? Like, it doesn't matter whether or not Blue Beetle is going to be a thing. Like, I'm going to go see a Blue Beetle movie. Like, I don't care if they don't make a sequel. I want to see a Blue Beetle movie. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to go see Shazam Fury of the Gods because I love Shazam. So I'm going to see a sequel to the movie that I love regardless of whether or not he's moving on, which we don't know, which we're going to talk about in a second here, but we don't know. So, I mean, Steve, does it, does the, the possible rebooting of this universe, does it, does it take away from you wanting to see any of these movies? Uh, for me or for the general public? For you. I'm asking for me, you. like flash, we are way too invested at this point for me to not. Oh yeah. See it. <laughs> yeah. Like Aquaman, I I enjoyed Momoa's Aquaman enough that if it's his yeah. last one, whatever, I'll still go see it. Um, right. Yeah. 
Blue Beetle. You haven't. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen. You haven't seen Shazam. So yeah, I still haven't seen Shazam. So uh, yeah. that that one's its own animal. Um, and then Blue Beetle, like it just seems like a cool concept. And every I know. time I, I feel walk like into we Funky gotta, Town, at least we they have be... that like number seventeen, I think, from like nineteen forties. That it's like uh-huh. ah, that's that's just cool. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like we got to get a, at least a teaser for that. Probably in the next couple months. There's got to be something coming soon. I mean, if the flat like that's going to be what August. I think Blue Beetle. It's either coming out in May or June. I think it's coming out. Oh, really? Closer it's to the Flash. Flash. I think it's coming out before the Flash. So, I could be wrong. Yeah, the fact that we haven't seen anything is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think it's got to be soon. Hmm. Anyway, something else that we know. Here's something else that we do know for sure. Under James Gunn and Peter Safran, we are getting a new Superman. We know that Henry Cavill will not be returning as Superman. We're getting a new Superman in a new movie that is not an origin story, but is going to be written by James Gunn. We know that. We also know that they're not bringing in Robert Pattinson or messing with the Matt Reeves Batman universe, so... That stands to reason that we will be getting a new Batman in the shared DCU continuity. Always exciting when they're about to announce a new Batman actor. And if we're getting that soon, I'll be just wild with anticipation about it. Um, this is something that we heard in the week since we've done this uh, podcast, is that James Gunn on Twitter said that he is taking inspiration from the 2000s animated Justice League series, which is, by God, what I wish they would have done the first time they tried to get this universe off the ground. Like, they had this very successful cartoon that they could have just based live-action stuff on, and they just did not at all. Like, yo, you've got a built-in fan base with this animated show that's a success. Um... But that's cool that James Gunn admits that he is taking inspiration from it. And uh, by the way, if you've never seen the Justice League animated series, too bad because HBO Max just removed it from its service at the end of December. So, yeah, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited and Batman Brave and the Bold are all now gone. I don't know why they would do that. They're dumb over there. They also, Steve, you just read to me before we started that they ditched like 300 Looney Tunes episodes or something. Right, because... That's something you needed to do. Why, man? Why? You own like, all I, this content. Like, what Yeah. F- what? Like, I've, I've seen people say, like, oh, they're they're getting rid of the stuff that people aren't watching. But, like, to do what with it? Like, Right, like, set it lower in the algorithm so that it doesn't show up or whatever if nobody's watching it. But, like, but like keep somebody's going like, to watch it. Some people are watching it. to engage people. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. really, like... I don't know what they're doing. I feel like they. This is either they're just screwing things up, or this is going to be a uh, a new like, or 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 the bubble of streaming has burst, and we're going to start seeing other services do this. Yeah, I can't imagine Disney doing this with Disney no, I mean, Plus. I Disney's, can't imagine that Disney's whole thing was to bring everything under one umbrella. I know. Like they were trying hard, and they've tried hard, and that's why like, and they've done a good job of it. Yeah, to get everything in their ecosystem, whether it's whether it's via Disney Plus or Hulu or whatever, right? Um, something that's under the Disney purview, they're trying to make sure everything they have is there. Like yeah. even opening up R-rated Disney stuff. So I know. You know. It'll be interesting to see if we start just getting less from streaming services in general because they realize that they're sinking tons of money into projects that they're not really making money on. You know, like how many more big budget action movies are we going to get from Netflix? 
yeah. if they're continually losing subscribers. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. So anyway, we know that he's taking inspiration from the 2000s Justice League series. We know that he's talked to Ben Affleck about directing a future DCEU movie. What we don't know, I touched on this earlier, who else is staying and who else is going? James Gunn tweeted within the last week or two uh, in regards to a rumor um, that they were recasting everyone except projects that he's worked on. And he said something like, I keep seeing this rumor. I don't know where it's coming from. We are not recasting everyone but the Suicide Squad. So I feel like you can interpret it two different ways. You could interpret it as like, we're not recasting everyone but the Suicide Squad. We're recasting everybody. Or you could say, there's more people that are staying around um, than just the Suicide Squad. It could be, we are keeping the Suicide Squad and we're also going to keep some other people. Um, one of those people may or may not be The Rock. The Rock issued a statement. This is one of the bigger things that came out of this kerfuffle within the past two weeks. The Rock issued a statement saying that he has spoken to James Gunn and Peter Safran and that Black Adam as a character is not going to be a part of their first arc with DC. So Black Adam 2 is not going to be announced you know, next week like The Rock probably was hoping uh, was going to happen. Um, but he doesn't say... Contrary to Henry Cavill, he doesn't say, I will not be playing Black Adam moving forward. He just says that Black Adam's not a part of their first arc. And James Gunn retweeted his statement and said, we're looking, we love The Rock, we love Black Adam, we're looking forward to working with him soon. So that's not saying he's not going to be around. And so the because Cavill, had, Cavill came right out and said, I'm not doing it anymore. And right. The Rock says, I'm not doing it right now. So whether that's like a let me down gently kind of thing and we'll just never see him again or they'll deal with it later <laughs> or whatever, or is it they really are they really saving him for something later? No, and I, I mean, ironically, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe did shift. It is just yeah, not how anybody expected it to, uh, including yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I'd assume. Exactly. That's definitely uh, yeah, it's so ironic. Um, uh, sticking with the Shazam world for a while, um, Again, this was probably a week or two ago. By this point, Zachary Levi responded to a fan on Twitter. A fan tweeted at him and said, I'm going to miss you as Shazam. I think you're perfectly cast. I love those movies. And he responded and said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Hmm. Which uh, is interesting. Because that, that, was, that was the first inclination after you and I, that was the first thing I saw after you and I recorded the last podcast where we were like, yeah, he's rebooting everything. Right. He may not be. And he also, uh, I think he did like a live chat on his Instagram recently. This is Zachary Levi who plays um, Shazam. Uh, and he talked about the transition. He said, up to this point, there have been quite a few DC films that have made some fans very happy, but they're not tapping into the larger audience. Marvel was very successful in doing that, bringing in as many people to the table, as many people as uh, could be satiated, and brought joy and all that stuff. If you're out there and you really liked what happened before, you can do that. That's fine. But recognize that there's a lot of people, I think he's talking about Snyder bros. Oh, 100%. Um, when he's talking about, you know, it's okay the, to like what other. happened before. But yeah. recognize that there's a lot of people that didn't like those things, and we should always be trying to, I think, tap into as much audience as possible, making as many people happy as possible, that's what we're in entertainment for. And I think that what Peter and James are really trying to do, and it's not an easy position. They got handed all of these things that were already in a lot of conflict. So guys, 
just fucking give them a break. Take it easy. Take a breath. So that is Zachary Levi really coming out swinging for James Gunn and Peter Safran in a way that makes me think that if he was losing his job, Mm -hmm. he probably wouldn't be so uh, on board with what they're doing. He's got a, I mean, it's Levi's got a personal relationship with Safran from the previous Shazam. Safran was a producer on Shazam. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's some history there. So I'm sure they actually had a talk instead of, you know, yeah saying they um, did and it was just agents talking to each other or whatever like i'm sure the right. two of them were like yeah okay this is what we're doing but that just makes me very a lot just so much more interested to see what's staying and what's going who's staying who's going how are they going to bridge this yeah. and that's what makes me think like are they going to utilize the flash it, may, it seems like it makes the most sense if they're going to try to like make it a smooth transition instead of just having a different guy show up as Superman and interact with, you know, that's the other thing. Like we never heard, we haven't heard an official thing about Gal Gadot returning as Wonder Woman. Like we don't know that she's out as Wonder Woman just because Patty Jenkins isn't going to direct another movie. Right. We have not heard anything official about uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. We haven't heard anything official about Jason Momoa either. And that's probably because they know he's got a movie coming out <laughs> at the end of this year. So who knows when we'll hear and what, but, um, we know that we are going to hear some stuff this month. They said that they are going to be, they're going to start announcing some stuff in January. So we won't have that much longer to wait. And, um, I don't know. I am very excited to see what's going to happen. Absolutely. Forward. Absolutely. All right. Moving into some Marvel stuff. Just one Marvel story. Uh, it was no, announced this. There's, there's two. Trust me. Oh, you got one? I do. Okay. Should we go with yours first, or do you want me to go with... No, we'll fire up with Stan first. All right. December 28th was Stan Lee's 100th birthday. Um, And Marvel marked it by announcing a Stan Lee documentary coming to Disney Plus, uh, I believe sometime this year, 2023. They didn't give it an exact release date. Um, they issued a little bit of a video teaser. It was kind of like a artist's rendering or photo of Stan Lee's face and reflected in his glasses were all of his cameos in the MCU. Um, saying that this is going to be a documentary about the life and the career of Stan Lee. Uh, tagline is a hundred years of dreaming, a hundred years of creating a hundred years of Stan Lee. This is cool. Um, I will definitely watch this. I think he's, he's certainly someone that's worthy of a documentary considering the amount of things that came from his brain that people still buy and obsess over and talk about on podcasts week after week. Who would do that? I don't know. Crazies. Um, what do you think about this? Stanley documentary. Uh, it depends on how they do it. I mean... Yes, it's for Stanley's hundredth birthday, but um, I'll go on the record as I have many Say times it. before saying Stan is not where he is without everybody else that started with him, including the Kirby's and yeah, the, the Ditko's. Mean, yeah, exactly. I was in my brain. I was like, "Fuck, what's his name?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kirby and Ditko were like. Th- they were as much Marvel as Lee ever was, and for some reason, he's the only one that seems to 
get the praises for it and it really like that's one of those things where it's like yeah i'm glad he's getting his but you know there's there's more to it uh steve took the words right out of my mouth my friend i uh will definitely watch this i'm excited it's clearly warranted but i really hope that they do not gimp over the contributions of men like jack kirby and steve ditko uh, Jerry Conway, mm-hmm. like people yep. that helped this universe get off the ground. You know, you know, Stan Lee comes into an office and says, oh, it's a boy. He's got spider powers. And that's it. And then Steve Ditko, <laughs> turns, when you, when you yeah. think of Spider-Man, you think of a red and blue webbed costume. Like, that's it. And Stan Lee did not come up with that <laughs> idea. That is Steve Ditko's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that they give credit where credit is due. And there's a reason that Ditko and Kirby Kirby both had major falling outs with Lee over the years. And yes, yeah. Like, yes, in his later years, Lee came back around and was what he was. And yes, he was everybody's favorite old man with the cameos. But yeah, you know, I don't want to I don't want to piss in anyone's cornflakes. But go look at the actual history of marvel and what went down yeah. and some of that sort of stuff i think it was because stan was i mean because he, he outlived jack kirby that's yeah. a big part of it yeah. like kirby died before marvel was one of the biggest Oof. brands yeah. in entertainment for sure yep um and ditko was like a a recluse who didn't really want to have anything to do with anything um you know marvel was off the ground and making movies before he died but he wasn't someone that was Oh, when you when you Google Ditko, like the most recent photos you find of him were black and white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He yeah. kept to his own after after sending yep. sending Spider Man into the world. Yeah, and like making him probably the third most notable superhero of. Oh, easy. Like e- him, easily top three, top two maybe. Right, it's but like he, Superman, Superman, Batman, Batman Spider Man. Like that's yep. the three. Yep. Um. Uh, and I would I would love to see a documentary on Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko because yeah. I think they warrant it too. But I think it's because Stan Lee was around so long and also became a celebrity in his own right outside of comics. He became famous as the guy who came up with these things. Um, starting with speaking of giving credit where credits due, starting starting with uh, Kevin Smith putting him in Mallrats. Yeah, I gotta say yep. was a big like oh that's the guy. I didn't know that. That's that, like that was the first time I saw Stanley was in right. Mall Rats. It's the first time yeah. I knew what he looked like. Um, so I got to give a credit there, but also like you know he was around for all these cameos, and it's not just MCU stuff. He had cameos in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movies. Oh, yeah. Got a cameo. Like he started cameos before the MCU got off the ground. So and it was always like, you know, the nerdy. It was like you know, there's two people on a date. One of them's a nerd. One of them has no idea what they're about to see and it's the nerd leaning over and be like hey guess what yeah. that's the guy that came up with the, the character you know who that you know is. that kind of like yeah that's right i know this cool thing i'm gonna impress my date with this hey that's stanley um so oh. it became like a thing and because of his celebrity is why he gets this documentary i think and why jack kirby doesn't but yeah and that's i mean it, it's it's kind of crazy to think the uh when you when you look at where the MCU is, who created the the character that kicked it all off? 
Iron Man. Iron Man? Yeah. 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 Stanley. That was a no, that was a Ditko and Kirby creation with Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like all three of them were in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what sent the MCU to where it is now. Yep. And even like, yeah, Stan Lee didn't create Captain America, but Jack Kirby did. Yeah. Yeah. Thor, same thing. Hulk, same thing. Yeah. Doctor Strange was all Ditko. Oh, I know. Yeah. So yeah. It's uh like wasn't there wasn't there a, a thing where like Stan would just describe the story yeah. to his artists and they would just write and then he would fill in the bubbles after they scripted, after they like wrote everything yeah. out. <laughs> Did the whole thing. It wasn't even like he presented a script. He was just like, ah, this is what happens. Draw it. And he wouldn't like he would just write over it. So it's like yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not. I don't necessarily want to take oh, no, anything yeah. away from Stan Lee, I but like, don't want to don't want to diminish I want to, Lee, but also like, but the artists need to it. be boosted to his level at the same artists, time. Through comic book history, artists have always been second, and I know we always yeah. try to like when we're referencing a book, it's always you know the the Aaron run on Thor with the artist. I know, yeah, and it's it's easy to it's easy to forget that, and I'm I'm certainly guilty of it yeah. too, but. We we um, try, you know, it like you do said, our best it's tough, for sure. But um, uh, one I mean, other... as someone who has made a comic book before, yeah. I know how important the artist contribution is. Oh, yeah. My comic book would be nothing without Riley's work, yeah. Riley McFarland's work on the Amazing Shakes. It's just a thousand times better than it was coming out of my brain because it also filtered through her brain. Uh, um, other random Jack Kirby creation in your neck of the woods, Dark Side. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah, Mr. Miracle, all yep. that fourth world stuff. Jack Kirby. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. You know, he, um, he left Marvel well, cool. and then made as much or more of an impact on DC. I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, Marvel doesn't want me to do weird stuff. They're, DC's like, yeah, come on over, do whatever you want. Yeah, we, <laughs> and he created an entire we'll world. Weird stuff. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And, and then Tom King decided to turn Mr. Miracle into one of my favorite books I've read in the last 10 oh, years. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, what's your uh, what's your second Marvel story for us? So I don't know if you saw, but Coogler talked about oh, I did. Uh, Wakanda Forever and what the original script was supposed to be. And I couldn't tell whether I wanted to wait till one shots or whether it was something we wanted to actually talk about. But I almost I almost put this on the actual rundown. Yeah. And I feel like we I, I should have. Um but I feel like we don't normally talk about like hey, it was almost this. Yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't, so why talk about it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, with this one, um, I the only reason I wanted to bring it up is because everything shifted so dramatically with Chadwick's passing. Yeah, that it do you want to? Like, yes. Do you want to describe what it was? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, give me one second. I'll pull up the tab. Um, the quote from Coogler was, "We had some crazy, crazy scenes in there for Chad." Sorry, I don't know if we stated this. This is this is Ryan Coogler talking about the original plot of the sequel to Black Panther mm, before yeah. Chadwick Boseman passed away. Yeah. Before um, he rewrote the whole thing to become what Wakanda Forever was. What we saw with Wakanda Forever, um, yeah, was, I mean, thematically maybe not that different. Uh, Namor was always going to be the antagonist, yeah. but uh, clearly the the plot was going to be a little bit different. It obviously focused on T'Challa and not um, Shuri and... Uh, Queen Ramonda. Yeah. Right. And spoiler right. for the next couple of minutes for anyone who hasn't seen it, but because yeah. the post credit scene of Wakanda Forever yes. ties back into what the movie was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. uh, the code name for the movie was, this is quoting Coogler, 
the code name for the movie was Summer Break, and the movie was about a summer that the that the kid, which is Toussaint, who is uh, T'Challa, T'Challa's son, the young yes. T'Challa that's in the post credit scene, um, spends with his dad for his eighth birthday. They do a ritual where they go out in the bush and have to live off the land. Something happens. T'Challa has to go save the word world with his son on his hip. That was the movie. Um, he goes on into further detail as to breaking it all down, but um, the I guess uh, dad and kid buddy cop type uh, lone wolf and cub, right? Because because T'Challa was snapped away uh, when he came back, he had a kid who was eight yes. years old. Yeah, or, apparently that Nakia gave birth to the kid while. During the blip, during right. while Chadwick was, or sorry, while T'Challa was snapped out of existence. Yep. Um, and I, I think that would have been awesome. Oh, That's a cool great. idea for a movie. Yeah, like, and apparently Nakia was already remarried and this whole thing. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. see that part. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, the first scene was an animated sequence. Says, or a noted Coogler, you hear Nakia talking to Toussaint. She says, tell me what you know about your father. And you realize he doesn't know his dad was the Black Panther. He's never met him. Nakia's remarried to a Haitian dude. And then we cut to reality, and it's the night that everybody comes back from the blip. And you see T'Challa mm. meet the kid for the first time. Wow. So that would have been uh, a very, very different take on it, but yeah. uh, in the vein of the same movie. Um, and, again, Namor was supposed to be the antagonist the whole time. Um, mm -hmm. So... That it would have been a, a very interesting movie and something that I would have very much enjoyed. Yeah. But I'm glad we got what we did because, I mean, I believe last week that Still went down, or two weeks ago that went down as my uh, movie of 22. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was your number one uh, movie. You know, um, we, we stood pat. Also... You went with the Batman. I went with Wakanda Forever. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I saw that that's going to be on Disney Plus at the end of this month, like January. Yeah. Something like I know it's coming up yeah. quick. Well, cool. Yeah, what might have been. Um, there's another uh, podcast I listen to that talks about horror movies called With Gorley and Rust, and uh, one of the hosts, Matt Gorley, always talks about, says his version of heaven is when you die, you get to see all the alternate versions of movies that were almost made but were <laughs> never made. <laughs> That's great. I was like, yeah, that would be pretty great. I would definitely sign up for that. Oh, God, um, that makes me... Sorry, I'm going on a Star Wars tangent again. The... Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, you'd watch the George and Miller, or the, sorry, the the Lord Miller solo. Lord Miller solo. Right? When the prequels were announced, I was 100% convinced it was the Thrawn trilogy. Oh. I even went so far as to tell my uncle that they were making the movies about this amazing series of books that I had read. <laughs> uh, womp womp. Yeah. Hindsight, that didn't work. So, so yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to go Colin Trevorrow Colin Trevorrow's <laughs> yeah episode nine episode nine yep and um oh the number one one I would watch Star Wars is David Lynch's uh Return of the Jedi oh god yeah <laughs> I forgot about that that yeah. would have been amazing it'd be amazing it would have been weird the as hell Jabba, Jabba stuff would be incredible whole Jabba's <laughs> Palestine would be insane oh god good. that's a that's a revisioning if I've ever seen one I know man uh, speaking of uh, rewrites and revisions and uh, things constantly changing, we got an update in the world of Game of Thrones from the man himself, George R.R. R. Martin, on his blog, um, posted a little bit of an update on various uh, projects that are in development at the time. 
And uh, he said, uh, this is a quote from his blog, I am back in the salt mine working, working on so many bloody things, my head may soon explode. Yes, winds of winter. Yes, yes. I love how he just like brushes that off. Like that's the one thing that everyone wants. They right. just want the next book. <laughs> yes, I've winds of winter. Yes, years yes. for this goddamn book. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and then he does not mention it again. Nope, not at all. It's insane. So funny. There's a hard copy of Dance with Dragons right there. Yeah. That's the last thing I've seen from him. I know. It's so funny. He, like, he knows, and he's still just not... He knows that's what everyone wants, and he just yeah, isn't doing it. Number of fucks given. Zero. Zero. <laughs> anyway, he says, yes, Winds of Winter, yes, yes. And House of the Dragon Season 2, which I guess I had missed in the official announcement of House of the Dragon Season 2. It was, it was obvious that they were going to get Season 2, but... Clearly, they did get an official hey, announcement. With, H- with HBO Max, on. you never know. <laughs> yes, you're damn right, Steve. Uh, House of Dragon Season 2 and several other successor shows that we're developing with HBO. Some of those are moving faster than others, as is always the case with development. None have been greenlit yet, though we are hoping maybe soon. A couple have been shelved, but I would not agree that they are dead. You can take something off the shelf as easily as you can put it on the shelf. All of the changes at HBO Max have impacted us, certainly. So he's definitely got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, one of the least hot ones seems to be Winds of Winter, and uh, one of the hotter ones seems to be House of the Dragon season two. Um, and I don't, I know, I don't remember all of them at this point, but at one point they had announced a lot of different. Game of Thrones spinoffs. Well, they filmed a pilot with Naomi Watts, and that one got canceled. They didn't move forward with that one. Yep. Um, but there was like a Dunkin' Egg one that they were talking about for a while. There was another so, yeah, one so other than House I, of the Dragon. What I gathered from other sources here and there, the two that are still possibly greenlit are Dunkin' Egg and Snow. Or whatever. The, oh, that the Jon Snow one. Yes, Snow I forgot one about that. Yeah. Being. Those two are still moving forward. Uh, the Sea Snake and 10,000 Ships are the two that have been, quote-unquote, backburnered or shelved. Yeah, 10,000 Ships was the only one I was thinking of that I couldn't remember yep. the title for. So, so um, And then the Nymeria Steve, one we, was the other one that got canned earlier, I think. Which one? Uh, Princess Nymeria, the one that was based off of the oh. person that uh, Arya's direwolf was named after. Oh, Okay. Interesting. If you can follow my brain through that maneuver. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that doesn't seem like as strong a tie-in to to like get hype going with the fandom. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Yeah. No. And well, yeah, this pet was named after this character. Right. Isn't that? It, they, <laughs> it doesn't make it inherently it out, interesting. They flesh it out slightly more in the books, but beyond that, yeah, oh, no. sure. There's no... Yeah. It, it's not like... That one's not drawing in viewers from left and yeah, right. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, I'm dying to see this woman that was got a wolf named after her 100 years later. Right. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Yep. Um, Steve, you're a bigger Game of Thrones guy than I am. If if you had to pick, would you rather get House of Dragons Season 2 or Winds of Winter, the book, finished? Uh, House of the Dragon, just because... Oh, not what I expected you to say, my no, friend. No, because wow. because if Winds of Winter actually comes out, that means Dream of Spring is still going to be twenty years off. So, <laughs> like at this point, I've just resigned to the fact that there's no finishing of those books. Yeah, 
I also Actually, I you know don't what? read them, and I also have resigned to that in, as well. In the Robert Jordan vein, he will end up, you know, uh, whenever he ends up dying, Brandon Sanderson will finish off the last two books for him. Yeah. It'll be just like Wheel of Time, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. You got to think he's has he's got like an outline or some shit at least. Oh, I'm sure at he's got least, plenty of right? like sketchbooks of whatever's supposed to happen or you may think. or may not or who knows. Um, all right, last main story for tonight. We got a new trailer for Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials, um, which they announced a few months ago. Uh, they got a, We got a very quick teaser trailer that announced that David Tennant was coming back as the 14th Doctor. Somehow the 14th Doctor has regenerated into the 10th Doctor's body. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't watched Doctor Who ever, <laughs> and I advise that you do, that you start. Uh, let me know if you're interested. I can tell you where to start. Uh, it's going to be a long and windy journey, but it'll be a great one and a fun one and a family-friendly one. My son uh, watched this trailer with me, and he goes, Dad, I want to watch that. I was like, you know what, buddy? You probably could watch this. <laughs> Actually, like, We could start yeah. with the Christopher Eccleston Doctor, start with number nine, uh, the early, like the 2005 reboot, and go from there. And it's pretty, like... It's pretty safe. It, it's always a family-friendly show. It gets a little darker uh, at times. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, six- or seven-year-old uh, could handle it. And, uh, you know, that's something that we might consider doing. There you go. He's interested. Um, but anyway, we got, a good, we got a good look at Neil Patrick Harris's villain. I forgot that he was the villain in this uh, these series of specials. Um, good look at uh, former companion Donna Noble, who's going to be coming back, and uh, the 14th doctor which who looks exactly like the 10th doctor because he's played by david Tennant. Mm -hmm. uh very interesting to see why the 14th doctor looks exactly like the 10th doctor that'll be interesting for sure uh nph looks creepy as shit yes yeah which i guess he, he can does. pull off pretty well yeah i think he's good i think he's he's a pretty good actor he's you know a lot of people know him from like how i met your mother or like or like doogie hauser like yeah or doogie hauser yeah but i think he's a really good actor <laughs> Um, I always forget. And I, th I always uh, literally his How I Met Your Mother versus Doogie Howser completely diametrically opposed roles. True. And yeah. it's just like he turned into him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah, not? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch um, Dr. Horrible sing along blog, and well, mm, yeah. If you want another complete um, mess, <laughs> that's true. That's another. He's good in that too. Mm -hmm. That's a weird thing. Um, the uh, these specials aren't coming out until like late next year. I, I think they just oh, really? did this because a lot of times there was a Doctor Who Christmas special, yeah, when it when the series is going on, but because Jodie Whittaker just transitioned or regenerated, um, and that was the end of her tenure. I don't think there was like a true Christmas, but unless was that a Christmas special? I thought it was just the end of her season. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so, so there, there was not a true Christmas special for Doctor Who. I think they just gave us this trailer as like a, hey, yeah, we're going to, something's going to happen next year. Don't worry. Um, and uh, I'm glad that it's not going to happen for a year because I do want to catch up so I can watch this, uh, these specials. So hopefully uh, I'll have time. I have a year, so I should, should be plenty of time. So when, anyway, when is Nakuda Gatwa's 15th Doctor debuting? Well, my guess is that I can't remember if there's three or four of these specials. I think they said there was three or four of them. And um, in keeping with Doctor Who tradition, the end of the last special, he will likely regenerate into Nakuti Gatwa's 15th Doctor. 
Right, but and, and Kudiguata is in this trailer. He is yeah, in this trailer saying, trailer. like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um so that's you that's usually what happens. It's like this is this is the this is this doctor has this journey, you know, from their sunrise to their sunset. Yep. And, you know, these are they specifically said that this is gonna be like a I can't again, I it was either three or four episode specials run just for the 60th anniversary and at the end of this uh i assume david Tennant will regenerate into nakuti gatua unless it's something weirder than that which it could be because dr ku is a weird show right i so. mean if they're bringing back the 10th doctor it's the 14th doctor some weird things can definitely uh yeah definitely come That's out of time it. travel i mean there have been things where there's the no doctors met a doctor who older version of himself yeah, and things like that. So they can do all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, if you want a show where there's, it's almost like the whose line of is or whose line is it anyway of shows, where it's just mm-hmm. like the rules don't matter. They just yeah whatever the whatever the <laughs> hell you want to happen can yeah, happen. You can write around it. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, we need to time travel. Okay, cool. Okay. Great. Oh, you know, you need to have some species that phases through walls and is actually robots. Sure, why not? Yeah. What the hell? Oh, you need to you need to up the stakes in this episode somehow. Well, then this is just a fixed point in time and cannot be changed by time travel. So right. therefore, <laughs> you know, there's stakes. Yep. Um, that's all comic book, sci-fi, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly stuff. It, it is a very comic booky show. Yeah, it is. It's great. I know. I really. I think I'm excited to start watching it with Sam. Yeah. If he I, actually is interested, or to give it a shot at least. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of. I feel like a lot of X-Men stuff comes, like, it's it's very influenced by I can Doctor see that. So, I can see that. Yeah. But oh, that, that's me. probably, we've already had enough tangents in this one, so. Plenty of We won't them. go down that rabbit hole right now. Yeah. Let's go into a specific tangent oh. uh, that I wrote on the rundown. We're moving to comic books. I don't really, I didn't really see any comic book news necessarily, but Steve... Did you get any cool comics for Christmas, or did you read anything over our uh, our week break, our week off? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I I actually I was I sure didn't... that you had at least read something. Uh, I read. Oh God, what did I read? I was literally uh, I caught up on like Star Wars High Republic and a couple other things. Oh well, there you go. Yep. That's something. Um, I did get the Fall of Numenor by Tolkien for oh, really? Christmas which not comic book but in the sphere um completely yeah, sure. not related my son got this at the dentist or the uh the doctor the other day what is that avengers, avengers? everyday heroes issue 1 sponsored oh. by pfizer and biointech <laughs> okay about getting your covid vaccine and being an everyday oh, hero cool so That's awesome. i was like okay what the hell why not? That's awesome. <laughs> I love every once in a while there's like a... Uh, my sister gave me a, a, like an Iron Man team up with some like tool company. I can't remember what it was. It was like <laughs> Snap-on Tools or That's something great. like presents Oh, uh, Somebody Man. paid a lot for marketing, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. You get um, anything? I Yeah, I got several things. I got the hardcover collection of Strange Adventures which I have already read um, and gave it to my wife to read because it's incredible, and I love it. I know you have it. You haven't finished say, it. Check. Which is <laughs> yeah, that's wild. on the list of... Yeah, you I, got to. You got to. It's so good. I know. 
Um, and I remind, I remembered when I read it that James Gunn tweeted about it after he read it. Like it was like oh, really? six months ago when the first collection came out. He said he tweeted like I just this was way before it was he took over yeah. as the head of DC Films. He tweeted about how much he like loved it. It was like great storytelling, like really like blah blah blah. I was like, and I read it, I was like, ooh. So Adam Strange in the now DCU that, now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are we gonna be shooting? And one of the pictures he when he took over yep remember he was like just po- posting pictures of characters yeah one of the ones he posted was mr terrific who is a big okay. part of strange adventure so i was like oh hmm. hmm i can't see it being a story that you like dive into right away that's got to be like build it up you gotta lay some breadcrumbs yeah. and kind of you know you have to introduce those characters i think um fair enough anyway highly recommend reading strange adventures um i also got from hell the alan moore Oh, okay. uh, Jack yeah, the Ripper yeah. book. I've never read it, and I've just no, I I've heard that it's that great. Means, I've seen the yeah. movie, because that was fine. Um, but I'm excited to read uh, the actual book. I got something else too that I am blanking on. I think right now. Um, that's I'm. That's why I'm looking around at my. I'm like, did I put yeah. something away that I got <laughs> that I? Yeah, I got a. Oh, this is cool. This is not a traditional uh, graphic novel, but is a series of. Um, comics and comic strips um a few years like i would say maybe maybe 10 years ago or maybe more than 10 years i don't know steve martin put out a book an autobiography called um born standing up okay and it's a, a book that he wrote about his years as a stand-up comedian yeah and what that life was like for him and how he like developed his act and it was it's an incredible book it's very interesting um i would call this a pseudo sequel it's a book called number one walking by Steve Martin, and it's about his life in movies and how he started making movies and what it's like. But it's he it's illustrated by his buddy and he that do he they write cartoons yeah, for the New amazing. Yorker, and so it's all like Sunday it's comic strip a graphic style. Novel it's kind of a graphic novel, right? Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. But it's yeah, but it's all it starts with like him his first day on the Jerk, the movie that he made, this oh, first movie, okay. and then kind of goes. From there, I haven't really read too much of it yet. I've just kind of skimmed it, but it's literally like a comic strip, like a newspaper comic strip version of an autobiography about like like a sequel to like that's... the next phase of his life after the stand up years. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I I think the only and crazy as it sounds, I think the only comic related thing on my Amazon wish list was uh, the all new Wolverine by Tom Taylor. Oh yeah, did you get it? I've been no, I've been looking for that that yeah. hardcover omnibus for a while, but it's like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I think <laughs> so it's I like yeah. seventy five bucks or something. I was hoping like maybe yeah. the in laws or somebody would spring for it, but yeah, they went for something I've got practical. A, so yeah, I've got it on my Amazon um, wish list too, but I just was like, ah, it's so expensive. I felt bad asking for it. Oh, I got this dope DC hoodie that I'm wearing right oh, now. There you go. Yeah, Very pretty cool. Nice. It fits me perfectly. Like it cannot go through the dryer. Or it will become my wife's <laughs> favorite DC hoodie. There you <laughs> like go. Like the sleeves are just like just machine, long enough pull it to out, be hang a dry fit. it. Problem solved. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. It's a line dry item. Absolutely. Um, oh, I also finished. I got the last issue, and I finished reading. I caught on uh, Cliff Chang's Catwoman Lonely City, which was oh, okay. like a um, ten years down the road after yep. Batman's dead, and she's been in jail for ten years. She comes out for like another heist. It's it was really 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 incredible um 
or I don't know, it was a very well done story as a cool, uh, cool idea and cool take. Um, so I would recommend that as well. I believe that's out in a collected edition as well right now. Catwoman Lonely City. Check that out, folks. Um, this week in your local comic book store, uh, I don't know if this is just the email that I get or if it's across the board, but very little presence uh, from Marvel and DC from the big two in this week's um, drop. Yeah, from it seemed pretty light. Stores. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I got to say, if you are someone that is looking to just get into comics, there's a lot of number ones coming out this week from yeah. Image and Boom and like other, uh, ind- I mean, quote unquote, independent <laughs> publishers, just like other than the big two, other than DC and Marvel. There's a lot of cool uh, stories coming out um, soon with a lot of cool names, which we're about to read. So consider this. And there's a lot of number ones or, or number twos, like early ones. These are like books. You could jump in um, to a brand new story and just get in on the ground floor and you don't have to worry about 60 to 80 years of superhero lore. So, you know, if one of these sounds interesting to you, just by title alone, I encourage you to go to your local comic book store, pick it up, or see if you can find it, order it, whatever, and jump into comics. Uh, This week, we got Bloodstained Teeth, number seven, Cavewoman Badlands, which is a one-shot, when I said, if a title appeals to you, go out and grab it. Deathgasm, number one, comes out this week. So if you're okay. looking to get into comics and Deathgasm sounds interesting to you, go grab it. Do a Powerbomb, number seven. Family Time, number two. Grim Fairy Tales, number 67. Hammerfall, number one. Little Monsters, number eight. Magic Order, three, number six. Mosley, number one. Phantom Tomorrow, number one. Plush, number one. Punchline special. That's like the one big two book that's coming out this week is a DC punchline book. Well, I think um, you you may be missing some stuff on here, but I'll I'll fill you in after. Well, it could be just that the it, the store that it had maybe to have been. the oh okay that's what I was I I was thinking because I it's insane that nothing else is coming out <laughs> yeah. this week. Uh, Purgatory must die number one. Spawn three hundred thirty seven. Spy superb number one. Stabity bunny number twelve. Trojan number one. Undiscovered country twenty two. Unnatural blue blood number five. And Vampirella versus Red Sonia number three. Steve, are Marvel and DC making having a presence this week at comic book stores? Was it just yeah? No, it had to have been the email because Batman one thirty one comes out. Dark Knights of Steel nine. Uh, okay. Avengers, X Force, X Men, Red, uh, Poison Ivy, Eight. Oh damn! Uh, okay. Spidey Four, Star Wars, blah 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 blah. Well, apparently, Ooh, Scarlet not, Witch I won't, Number One. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to name names, but apparently, the comic book store that I get a, a weekly email from is not getting anything from Marvel or DC <laughs> <laughs> this week, besides Punchline Number One, Punchline Special Number One from DC. Um, Ooh, Zadarsky so. Stillwater number 17 is coming out. Ooh. Uh, have you caught up on that Batman, on his Batman run? I haven't yet. No. <laughs> Insanity. Okay, perfect. So pure, like, pure Zadarsky? The kind of thing, I think it was like 130, the most recent one. Yeah. The end of the first arc. The kind of thing that could only happen in a comic book and just is so unbelievable like, if I said it, I'm not going to say it because it's a spoiler, but, like, the kind of thing that is so unbelievable, if I just said it to you, you'd be like, that's dumb. Yeah. But because it's written in a way that makes sense and, like, 
thought about in a way that is like executed very well, you're like, this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> this is like awesome. Like, yeah, like you didn't you didn't think Batman had superpowers. You know, I don't know. He can <laughs> he can do quite a bit without superpowers. <laughs> I don't That's know. Amazing. It's really awesome. A lot of fun. Uh, so cool. That's all we got as far as comics, I guess. Um, we got some one shots for you. Steve, you want to kick off some one shots and we can wrap this puppy up? I guess I do. Let me get. Yeah. View behind the curtain. I'm flipping through tabs on my uh, on my browser. Uh, the <laughs> new trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will debut on January 9th during oh. the uh, college football championship game. So did we. We just got a trailer for this, but I guess it's coming out in February, right? Isn't it coming yeah, out early? Yeah, so this is probably yeah. the final, final. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think this is I almost a don't want to watch it. I almost don't. I almost, I feel like the first, I mean, the first trailer didn't give a ton away, but like, I don't want I to know want any more about it. I almost want it better that way, yeah. Like, I'm going yeah. to end up watching it, but I almost want to try and avoid it. I know, me too. Maybe I'll stop. Maybe I won't watch it. Maybe I'll. I know I'll, I'll be ha- watching I'll... the championship game, so that's part of the problem with yeah. me is like, I know I'll be watching the game, so if I see it come on, I have to have the willpower to not watch it. To turn around, yeah, yeah, to mute it real quick oh, or run out of the room or something. Do, uh, yeah. do I turn around? Do I look at my phone? What do I do? Yeah. Well, then we may or may not do a trailer reaction to that um, uh, trailer when it comes out, so stay tuned. Uh, Fetty uh, Alvarez, I'll, his I'll new... I'll let you know how ridiculous the trailer is. And then... yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first one looks good. first one looked good to me. Yeah, but if, it also it looked very marvelly. Yeah, oh, 100%. But it looked good. But if I see it and I'm like, "Holy shit, we need to react to this." Mike, you oh, need yeah, to watch yeah. this. Then okay. I'll do it. Watch but, this right now so yeah. we can talk about it yeah. 5 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um director Fetty Alvarez, his new Alien movie has a working title and a new filming date. Um Alien Romulus. Alien colon Romulus is scheduled to begin filming on February 6, 2023. This is a movie that is scheduled to debut on Hulu. Uh, and they're also working on an alien television series. Noah Hawley is working on an alien television series we've talked about before, which is also going to be on Hulu. I don't know if these two have anything to do with each other. But I like both these creators quite a bit. Fede Alvarez did the Evil Dead remake, which I think is great. Um, Noah Hawley did Legion and Fargo, which I think are great. Yeah, um, you had me at either of those. Yeah, and I don't know what Romulus means, but they say it's a working title. And, uh, you know, we've had Alien Resurrection and Alien Covenant, so, mm-hmm. you know, like, Alien Covenant doesn't make sense either. But if Romulus is just the name of another ship, then I guess that makes sense, like the Covenant was the name of a ship. So who knows if it'll stay Romulus or not. We will find out probably sometime this year. Yeah, it's either referencing the First King of Rome or a crossover with the Star Trek universe. Oh, yes. That would be cool. <laughs> Dude, I would love that. That'd be amazing. Just a xenomorph, like, Wrecking destroying the, Enterprise the fucking Enterprise. That would be amazing. Uh, Fuck yes. Give me that movie. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that means I'm yeah. up. Uh, You're something up. that uh, Steve is extremely excited about, Invincible Season 2 will debut on Amazon Prime sometime in 2023. Yeah, this is something they just recently announced. I I don't think this was on when we went through everything that is co- supposed to come out in 2023. I do not think that was on this list because no, they I, hadn't I had not, a, haven't even announced it yet. I had a mental, well, it was one of those where I was like, oh, 
Invincible should be on my best of 22. That was 2021. Holy shit. I know. Uh, so I, I kind of assumed 23 it was coming because it was such a hit when it came out, but yeah, nothing official. And now we've got something official. We should hear more by the end of January, apparently. Yeah. I, I think it was a thing similar to like uh, the long wait between Harley Quinn season two and season three. I don't, I don't, they, they weren't green lit for another season until the first season did well. So they were starting from scratch. It's not like they finished season one and just immediately started working on season two. Right. So they had to start from, you know, square one once season one came out. So they had to like, you know, just write and do everything. So it took a lot longer. Obviously, animation takes forever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's good to know. Yeah, because season one was incredible. Our last one shot for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, days and gays, Avatar, the way of water has crossed one billion dollars at the box office. Yay. Yay. I've heard it's great. I've heard yeah. it's visually spectacular. I've heard it's great. And you know what? Congratulations, Jim Cameron, for making another great movie. He clearly um, hasn't lost the touch. I haven't seen it yet. No. You would think you didn't go see it either, right? You were thinking about no, it. No, I opted to stay home and watch uh, Oh, that's right. Watch yeah, Rise you stayed home and watch Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great bookend then for this. We talked about it, Rise of Skywalker at the beginning. Yeah. We talked All about right. what you did and what you almost did now. Yeah. Ending with it. Yeah, it came down um, to the two of them, and I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I yeah, don't, don't feel like moving. Yeah. I'm, I had done a bunch of housework all day, and I was like, screw it. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. This is fine. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah I will billion, probably I mean, eventually see this movie. I, 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 Again, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it looks great. I know that I should probably see it in a theater. I don't feel that, like, urgency to go see it though so i can't guarantee that i will go see it while it's in the theater although it seemingly is doing very well so it'll probably be in theaters for quite some time i mean Um, that said though like it's it's been out for what going on three weeks now yeah yeah we're a million i think the original was what two point something almost three three billion no it's over it's over three it's the highest grossing movie of all time it's over three and to what did we report to, to break even? This had to be like the number. Oh, it has five. to get. It has to make two billion dollars to break even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like the. So we're halfway there. The burst of what was expected is done, and we're out of the holiday season where people had a lot of free yeah. time. Like I wonder, I wonder where this is going to land. What the fall off is going to be? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't. I mean. Who knows what kind of legs it's going to have? Yeah. Because I don't think anyone expected Avatar to make to be the highest gross movie of all time when it came out. No, but I feel like no that one's had expecting a lot this of... one either, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Right. Now, right now it's I believe it's not holding pace with like No Way Home and Wakanda Forever and that. Really? Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it ends up. I think the original Avatar was bolstered a lot by uh, word of mouth and saying, sure, like people saying, hey, this looks really cool. You need to go see it. Um, Whereas I feel like now you have a lot of people like you and I who with the as as dumb as it sounds and I'm going to go crotchety old man on the porch with the ability to get a large TV for cheap and a sound (laughs) system that doesn't suck. Yeah, I. I would much rather see it in the theater, but I also don't want to waste three hours of my life going to see it in the theater. <laughs> so yeah. here we are. Yeah, yeah. You got to wonder, um, 
Yeah, because like Avatar, it was like a brand new thing when the first one came out, right? So like word of mouth yeah. like worked, and it was in its right favor, on the 3D I think. And I th- I think it's, I think it's gotten this far on word of mouth. Also, I think because people were like, no, it's actually really good. You like you yeah. really have to see it. You really, but who knows how long that's gonna go now that we're into January and people are going back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the first one was right on, it was the the 3D movie when 3D yeah. was a thing. Right. Now, now it's, it's not as much of a thing. It's a 3D movie that you have to see in 3D that uh, 3D is kind yeah. of not as, you have yeah, to go see things in 3D anymore. Yeah, now it's like an assignment. It's right. like a chore. Now, <laughs> like, like, oh, I got to wear glasses for three hours. Right. Great. For Marvel movies, I like opt out of the 3D stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Because so, none of them are none of them are made for 3D. They're all converted after the fact. Right. But this is like made for 3D, so that kind of makes it more worthwhile. But but still not enough to make me like. like I wear contacts, so I don't have to wear my glasses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, am I gonna so go we'll pay see. money to go wear glasses? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So we'll see how it goes, and uh, if one of us sees it, we'll talk about it. I'm sure. Oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, I'm sure it'll be good whenever we see it. But yeah, I'm sure it's good. Uh, from I've heard from trust a lot of trustworthy sources that it's very good. So, but we'll see. Um. All right. I think that's all we got. Happy New Year. We're back. Day one of 2023, and bam, we have recorded a new multiverse report. And um, again, thank you for allowing us a week off. It's the first week off that we've ever had in the history of this podcast. The, I think the first conscious week off we've taken. I yes, think there were a the couple first, where yeah. it was like, oh, shit button type weeks off, but this is the and first. And a couple like, were like, I've done one by myself, or right. like you did a trailer reaction or something, you know, yep. alone, or you did like a reaction to an episode or something. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to, we're in it for the long haul, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will see, uh, um, we'll see what happens this year. I'm excited. There's a lot going on this year. Absolutely. And, uh, we're going like to dive be, into all of it. Seems like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, fingers crossed. An interesting one, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, that's all I got, Steve. Yeah, well, uh, since you're done, I guess I'll say uh, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on a podcatcher of choice, feel free to review us. It'll help us uh, you know, trick the algorithm into letting more people listen to us. If Heck you yeah. would like to contact us, themultiversereport at gmail.com, themultiversereport.com, and uh, yeah. I think that's, that's about right. it. I think that's about it. And we will see you next week. And until then, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>